Boys and girls, friends, and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am another one of your hosts, Honey B. Today, we're going to be talking about the Valley of Guanji, but... Guangi? 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 <laughs> Jumanji, the Valley of Jumanji. <laughs> but first, we have some kaiju news. Ow, ow, ow. I am so excited for this week's kaiju news. Those of you who are really in the kaiju may already know all this, but if you're just a casual fan because of this show, some of this might be new to you. November 3rd was Godzilla Day. It's <laughs> Godzilla Day every year. Honeybee and I were Honeybee and I were not able to go to the Fathom event of Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla because they weren't sure. Which was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but Toho announced that next Godzilla Day 2023, they will be releasing a new Godzilla movie, which apparently is done with preliminary filming and is uh in post production already. Yeah, they released the name today, I think. Was it today? That is a different thing. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Rewind. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you saw the same tweet that I did. <laughs> Probably. But first, on Godzilla Day this year, a short film was released on YouTube. I think they showed it at the big G-Fest in uh, mm -hmm. the one they have in Japan. There's a G-Fest here in America, and there's also one in Japan. And... It is called, so it's a little short film called Godzilla versus Gigan Rex or Gigan. I'm not sure how that, how we haven't watched that movie yet, so I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> but 50 years ago, Godzilla versus Gigan came out. And a few years ago, these same people made an even shorter film that was really just a kind of proof of concept. Hmm. And that was only about a minute long. This one is more like, I don't know, six minutes, eight minutes. Oh, nice. Okay. So anyway, it's on YouTube. It's on the Godzilla channel on YouTube. Uh, have you watched it yet, Honeybee? No, I have not. Well, we'll talk about it in more detail when we do Godzilla versus Gigan or Gigan. I did see little um, like still frames from it posted around, but I have not seen it. Like I said, it's a short film. It's basically a monster fight. It's mm -hmm. computer generated, but it's uh, looks looks great. Fun. It's fun. So the new movie coming out right now, it is tentatively titled Godzilla Zero, and it will be directed or has been directed by, since they finished principal photography, <laughs> Japanese filmmaker Takashi Yamazaki. He has not exactly done a kaiju movie, but in one of his movies, Always Sunset on Third Street 2... There is a Godzilla fantasy sequence. Ooh. So he's a fan. Yeah. I have not seen the movie, but I have seen that scene. You can find that 
on YouTube as well. Hell yeah. Everybody was excited at first. Now everybody's kind of like, oh, is it going to be any good? Because this guy hasn't done it before. I mean, if he's a good filmmaker, he's a good filmmaker. He'll, and if he's a fan, I have no problem. Yeah, seriously. Everyone just chill. It's not that deep. It'll be fine. So, uh, Honeybee, do you want to do the next piece of news that came out today? Well, today I saw, I don't think it was on Twitter actually, so maybe it wasn't the same tweet, but I saw that they released the name of the new Godzilla Kong movie. Yes, the new, the next MonsterVerse movie. Yes, the next MonsterVerse movie, and it is going to be Godzilla and Kong, or is it Kong and Godzilla? It's Godzilla and Kong. Okay, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. Kong. Godzilla and Just Kong. And Kong. Oh. So maybe they're maybe they're friends now. So the movie we were talking about is a <laughs> Japanese movie from Toho. This one is the new MonsterVerse movie from Legendary Pictures. I don't think they announced the date for it. But there'd been a lot of speculation about what their licensing deal regarding Godzilla was and if Godzilla was gonna be in the next one. So now we know that he and Kong will both be in the next one we still have the monarch tv show to look forward to on apple tv and there's a king kong cartoon that's supposed to be coming out on netflix so a lot of monsterverse stuff on the horizon yay honeybee we have breaking kaiju news breaking news do tell just in netflix (laughs) has announced something called Gamera Rebirth. There's a teaser trailer and there is a poster and that's it. They haven't said if it's a movie or a series or if it's live action or animated. It could be any any of those things or any combination of those things. That's all we have (laughs) is a title and an image. The image looks like it my a drawing it's not a suit or anything mm-hmm. uh, and the teaser trailer looks like it could be animated but it could just be this is all we have right now because we haven't filmed anything yet <laughs> but there were, were recent godzilla animated projects so maybe that's what they're doing i don't know but kaiju twitter is very excited and so are we yay so excited so I don't know if, you know, folks, sometimes we record these things a week or two ahead of time and our kaiju news gets a little outdated. So I don't know if we need to start doing just little special short <laughs> kaiju news episodes. Uh-huh. Of course, if you if you follow us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, we always repost any of any big stories that we see coming along. We retweet things from like kaiju news outlet and that kind of stuff. So if you really want to so be, follow us, <laughs> yes, follow us. If you want up to the minute Kaiju news, <laughs> I'm trying to be better about my social media. <laughs> just you're trying to tweet more just as Twitter's falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> always late, uh, always late to the show. So anyway, that's all we have on that folks as information comes out we will let you know and follow along the news with us
<laughs> they totally they gotta use that song they have to and that's it for now for kaiju news yeah baby <laughs> let's look at the valley of guanji so this is sort of not exactly a remake it's from the same source material as the beast of hollow mountain yeah, it's like it's like oh, if that movie was better. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what Wikipedia has to say about it. Uh, although it depends on which article you're looking at, the, they tell it slightly different on the Guanji page than they do on the Hollow Mountain page. But apparently, oh. Willis, uh, apparently Willis O'Brien wrote a script and was trying to get it made for something called the Valley of the Mists. And that had to do with dinosaurs. The Valley of the Mists. More than one mist. Mists. <laughs> and he couldn't get it made. But then he was in talks to do the effects for the Beast of Hollow Mountain, which has mm-hmm. the same sort of premise. The, the cowboys and dinosaurs. They're All of these things are yeah. cowboys and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. He ended up not actually doing the effects for Beast of Hollow Mountain, but uh, he has got a partial credit for the story. So... Then, like seven years after he died, they reworked Aww. his story of Valley of the Mists into this movie, The Valley of Guanji. So it's all oh. cowboys versus dinosaurs, and it's all from Willis O'Brien's idea, but it's not a straight-up remake. But it's got a lot of the same elements. They're both set totally. I, in Mexico. I really, the whole movie really felt like, oh, cool, like they redid it, and it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. So the movie starts out, I'm going to get to the summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. But the movie opens saying somewhere south of the Rio Grande. And I'm like, what? If you mean Mexico, just say Mexico. Somewhere (laughs) south of the Rio Grande is anywhere from Mexico to Tierra del Fuego. What the? Is it on us? Is it in Australia? Australia's south of the Rio Grande. (laughs) Just say it's Mexico. What? Why are you being cutesy about it? I don't get it. So in Mexico at the turn of the 20th century. Yeah, it says somewhere south of the Rio Grande at the turn of the century. A cowgirl named T.J. Breckenridge. They never tell us what T.J. stands for. Hosts a struggling rodeo. But we this is where we start, though. But this isn't this isn't the beginning of the movie. We, we have like a little before credit scene. What does it start with? It starts with a guy and the and he has the little like bag and in the bag you hear like neighing oh. and you're like, what the fuck is there? A horse oh, in that yeah, bag? Yeah. And then the crazy old lady curse. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Warner Bros. Films. And then like yeah. the credits. And and I feel like we've been in um Toho, well, in Japan so much. It's like nice to I, I always like so excited before like yay we're going to japan because the movies are so much better but now we've been in japan for so long i'm like oh sweet we're in mexico (laughs) Uh, i should mention the cast i guess james franciscus is tuck gila golan is tj richard carlson as champ lawrence naismith as professor bromley frida jackson as tia zorina gustavo rojo as carlos Dennis Kilbane as Rowdy, Mario De Barros as Bean, 
and Curtis Lop- Arden as Lope. Lopito! Is that, is that even a name? It's like they were spelling my name and then gave up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Lopey? They call him Lopey? Like, very Lopey yeah. through the movie. And I was Lupe. like, wow, I've... that's... Lu-. Yeah, I was like, is it? are they trying to say... Is it, is it Lupe? <laughs> yeah, but Lupe Ooh. is normally a woman's name, so I don't know what's... I don't know what's his name. Give me a name that sounds Spanish. In the actual... In the actual credits, they spelled it L-O-P-E. Yeah. So I was like, wow. But, uh, Lopito. I need a, I need a name that sounds Spanish. You mean a Spanish name? No. I mean a name that sounds Spanish. Not an actual Spanish <laughs> name. Just one that sounds Spanish. Spanish adjacent. Yes. Ay, ay, ay. I'd like to also apologize for the use of the word gypsy in this summary, but that is the term that's used in the film itself. And uh, whoever wrote this summary could not be bothered to update it to something more appropriate. Because <laughs> as we mentioned before, yeah, we, we, don't say things. <laughs> we don't say we're gypsy. We're here from anymore. the people with a turn. You were telling, I heard you were telling Gabe uh, in one of the episodes that it's Roman. Is that what you said? Ro- Roma or Romani is a more uh, accurate and appropriate name. Uh-huh. That would be what they call themselves. So, there you go. You can look it up. <laughs> you can Google it. Later. <laughs> I read this whole article about you white ladies who do your travel blogs need to stop referring to yourselves as gypsies. It's not okay, and you need to stop doing it. <laughs> oh, man. I have a friend who calls me a gypsy. If he hasn't seen me in a while, he'll be like, uh, where have you been, you damn gypsy? Yeah, and tell me I... No longer appropriate. <laughs> Anyway, Maybe that's why I uh, love it. None of there's a <laughs> there's a turn of the century. The ladies got a carnival. This guy Tuck Kirby has come to town. Uh, immediately, Lope tries to latch on to him. You need a guide. You need a horse. Give me some money. Yeah, because he because Lope is a hustler, baby. Yes, it says here he intends to join the rodeo on a quest for fame and fortune. I don't remember him mentioning that. I do. I, the only thing I remember him mentioning is that, like, he had his own business, yes. but that because his his Paul was dead and he had his own business, and he was uh, he's like straight about that money. Lopito is a G. He starts off with a de- dead father already. Panchito had to earn his dead father, but this kid starts out with one already. The, this refers to Tuck as a heroic former stuntman working for Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. He's not working for Buffalo Bill, is he? And Andy's not a fucking heroic character well, at all. He's more like a Carl Denham type There character. is There is something about maybe Buffalo Bill wanting to buy out her show. Oh, I know. He does seem to have an offer. or He either has the offer or is aware of the author offer. That Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. wants to buy out, buy the Wonder Horse from her. Anyway, he goes to see, there's this Wild West show, this rinky-dink one horse Wild West show. It's not one horse. They do a whole Indian War reenactment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're performing locally. He used to be with this show. They they do a whole Cowboys versus Indians covered wagon. They set the wagon on fire. <laughs> Which seems to be part of the planned part of the show because it's not bothering the guy that's in the yeah. wagon at all. Yeah, I was going to say, with a man in it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this is specially treated canvas. It's going to 
burn up quickly and won't bug me, I guess. That seems to be his attitude. And then when that bit's over, then she does this bit, TJ, where she rides a horse up to a platform who then dives into a pool surrounded by a burning ring of fire. Ring of fire. The ring of fire. <laughs> and this is the horse that uh, Wild Bill wants to uh, buy. Uh, question. But, uh, have you ever yeah. have you ever ridden a horse? Yeah. Nice. Same. Um, have you ever ridden a wet horse? I have not. While you were also soaking wet. It just sounds like a fucking nightmare <laughs> to me. And when she, because yeah, I yeah. have ridden horses, and, and when she, like, gets out of that pool, and they put her, and she gets on top of the wet horse, and she is soaking wet, and she rides off, I was just like, oh, <laughs> God, squish, no. Squish, squish, squish. You just imagine this breaking in the saddle going squish, squish, squish. The leather, of, the wet leather of the saddle squishing against her thighs oh, in her skippy God. outfit. That's horrible. I think I've seen, I mean, not in person, but I think I'm aware of a, you know, diving horse routines, but mm -hmm. this, we yeah, seem totally. to cut, we, we seem to cut to stop motion when this horse dives. Mm -hmm. I yep. don't think we saw an actual horse dive in this movie. No, it was <laughs> a tiny toy horse. Yeah. Anyway, TJ and Tuck used to be a thing, but then he just skipped town and broke her heart. Mm -hmm. And now he's back and she doesn't want to hear about it. She doesn't want to know him. Doesn't want to hear about his offer. Yeah, but then he does make a weird joke about spanking her um, when they first have this confrontation where uh, we find out that it's her ex-partner. He's like, mm -hmm. he says something like, I'm going to bend you over my knee. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> He's such a sleazy character. Anyway, it says here that uh, it kind of jumps. It just says TJ finally accepts Tuck. When he saves Lope from a bull and the two kiss. They don't mention that uh, uh, after he saves Lope, then Carlos has to save him. Carlos does yeah, the seriously. real work. For real. He grabs Lope, and, and but then they both kind of fall down. And then Carlos comes in and gra literally grabs the bull by the horns. Yeah, he puts him in a like, sleeper hold. <laughs> They're doing also, a bull fight. Is she, is she dubbed? I don't think so. It was so weird in the like movie. I, it just felt like for some reason, maybe just her voice was off a little bit or something, because it seemed like she was dubbed in certain in certain spots. She's you know European. She's born in Poland. She had a yeah, accent going on. Hmm. But they're they're doing a like practicing bullfighting, and then they stop, and then Lope, like a dumbass, grabs one of the capes in her coat or something, <laughs> goes in there trying to do it himself. And that's why he has to be rescued. Yeah. Have we already seen the professor at this point or no? Uh, it's about to get to it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, see there. Me, this is just jumping straight, uh, straight ahead. It says TJ has an ace. She hopes will boost attendance at her show. A tiny horse called El Diablo. Tuck meets a British paleontologist named Horace Bromley, who is working in a nearby Mexican desert. Bromley shows Tuck fossilized horse tracks and Tuck notes their similarity to El Diablo's feet. Tuck sneaks Bromley into the circus for a look at El Diablo, and Bromley declares the horse to be a prehistoric Eohippus. Yeah, so we got to talk about this, because this is another reason why this guy is he, not heroic. I don't know why he's described as a heroic figure, but he left TJ, and then he comes back, and he's like, oh, whoa, whoa look how hot I am. And then he, like... 
totally she she finally like puts some trust into him and shows him this tiny horse and the first thing he does is go and gets an outsider a stranger this doctor the first thing he does is go behind her back and like betray her. this is like a secret for their show uh-huh. He the the whole movie. I just feel like this guy is such a skis ball. I think this and is kinda, he's made out. I what? feel like this is kind of out of order. I don't think this this summary is accurate though. I think he had already met the professor and they talked about the horse, and then when he sees the horse, he's like, "Oh, this is exactly what the professor, what the professor was looking was for." Talk- yeah, but yeah, I totally. thought I didn't get that. I didn't get the sense that he was trying to screw her. Just that. Oh my goodness! This scientist was looking for this thing, and now here it is. I I should tell I him. Did. I was uh, like, because it's not like they were going to. It's not like they were going to steal it. I think he was just, you know, the science. But then they it. have this moment. <laughs> they have this moment, both of them, where they're standing there, and they're so wrapped up in their own greed, they don't even hear each other talking. They're literally talking to themselves about the horse and the money that they're going to make off of this tiny horse, both of them. So it wasn't like a innocent thing. Was Bromley interested in the money? I think he was more interested in the the scientific discovery. I mean, it's going to be good for him. He's he's interested. He's interested. Yeah. He's interested in his own career. That's what it is. It's like all the fame and everything that it's going to bring him. He's, he's going to be the, the one that discovers blah, blah, blah. Yes. He's going to get prestige, but there's no money in his line of work. <laughs> but it's, just, yeah, but it's still he's gonna greed. Get bragging. It's still the yeah, greed of it. Right. It's still in him. It's, in he its, wants in its it own for way. Him. It's his pride, yes. It's still part of the same selfish motivation. He wants the glory, even if it doesn't yeah. mean cash. It's going to be glory for him. Anyway, the tiny horse, can, and of course the horse is a little stop motion horse on the table. The tiny horse came so from a place <laughs> known as the Forbidden Valley. A gypsy known as Tia Zorina claims that the horse is cursed. I don't understand why they were characterized as gypsies rather than just native villagers, yeah, native Native Mexicans, uh, Native North Americans, whatever. Villagers. Yeah, I yeah I don't. I mean, was this written by someone who's never been to Mexico? I don't. I don't know. Probably. Uh, Anyway, she claims the horse is cursed and demands that it be immediately returned. Later, she and the other gypsies collaborate with Bromley to steal El Diablo and release it back in the valley. Bromley hopes to follow the horse to its home in search of other prehistoric specimens. Carlos, an ex-member of the gypsy tribe, now work at... No, you were never an ex-member. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Uh, now working for TJ Circus, walks in on the theft and tries to stop it, but is knocked out. Tuck arrives just as the gypsy posse leaves. Carlos sees him as he is regaining consciousness. Tuck notices that the horse is missing and sets off after Bromley. When TJ and her crew discover Carlos, Carlos claims that Tuck has stolen El Diablo for himself. Carlos, TJ, and the others Which decide to follow is Tuck. because and of Bromley. what he saw. He really does believe yeah. that. Yeah, I guess on. I blinked during this scene because I got confused in the later scene. When he and Carlos have an issue about this. Well, well, yeah, because he he's like he has this issue with Carlos as if Carlos lied, as if Carlos was like, right. oh, it was him. Lied. But he didn't lie. He just when he woke up and he was regaining consciousness, old douchey face was the first person he saw. He, so he was like, he oh, misunderstood. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he misunderstood he, what he, he saw. But he purposely he, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, Carlos, TJ, and the others decide to follow Tuck and Bromley into the valley because, it's, to me, Carlos seems like the real hero of this movie. Uh, making their way into the Forbidden Valley, justice for Carlos. Tuck, TJ, and the rest of the group meet up and soon discover why the valley is said to be cursed when a pterodon swoops down and snatches Lope, but due to the weight, it falls back to the ground. There was a whole thing, though, with them finding a passageway. Oh, is that what enough. happened? I guess, yeah. Uh, but they had to open. They had to widen the passageway so they could get their horses in by making some rocks fall. They pull some rocks out of the way, and so this is a. I mean, this is all just a rip off of um, Arthur Conan Doyle story, the um, Lost World. So the, the there's yeah. valley that they're in is isolated and hard to get to, and they've been mm-hmm. trapped within. It has its own and dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it tries to carry off Lope, but this pterodon doesn't know how to estimate how much weight it can lift because it's too much. I was wondering what I'm like, why did he fall? I was like, did someone shoot him? I didn't really understand because he flew for quite some time before he fell down. So I I wasn't really sure what brought him to the ground, but I I guess it makes sense. I don't know (laughs) that that Lupito was too heavy. He got tired, I guess. He got tired. After Carlos kills the pterodon by twisting its neck, so he was he just practicing earlier. He breaks his neck with his bare hands. He was practicing earlier on big, thick bull necks, and then when he got a hold of a pterodon, he just snapped his scrawny neck. They spot an ornithomimus, which they chase after in the hopes of capturing it. Just as it is about to escape, it is killed by Guanji, a vicious allosaurus which chases Bromley and the rest of the group. Oh, he's an Allosaurus. He's not a Tyrannosaurus. They're very similar. He is, however, purple, so I thought of him as Barney. <laughs> this is a Barney versus the Cowboy Circus is the subtitle. Oh, of this my movie. gosh. Uh, however, a Strachiosaurus appears and drives Guanji away. As Guanji leaves, he takes the dead pterodon with him. They're like, fine, but I'm going to eat he's this. Like, Take this with me for later. <laughs> Oh, snack on his later. Later, Guanji pursues the group to their base camp, and they try to rope him down. So they do this whole Land of the Lost thing where they find a cave that's partway up a cliff that has a convenient ramp going up to it. They set up camp in there. <laughs> but then he chases them down there later. And they try to rope him down, but he breaks free when the Strachiosaurus reappears. Guanji battles and kills the Strachiosaurus and later manages Monster to catch and kill. Monster fight! Yeah. And all, most of these dinosaurs are purple, and one of them's got striped. Now, we don't know what color their skin was. We have no idea. Artists tend to make guesses just based on what lizards look like. But mm-hmm. these days, but there and there are some colorful lizards. These days, though, they think they may have had feathers or feather-like things on their oh. skin. So, who knows? But this movie's decided they are mostly purple. Let's see, where the hell were we? Um, okay. We were at the Folks, monster fight. Yeah, we had a we had a little technical difficulty. We're back now. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was a big monster fight, and Carlos died. So, Carlos! Yeah, I felt, I was he was really the upset. man. Yes, he was the real hero. He was. 
And then it try then they all run out of the valley and Guanji tries to chase them, but then the rocks we mentioned earlier that were moved in the passageway, he gets knocked out. When he tries to come through the passageway, he can't quite fit and he knocks some rocks loose and, and gets knocked out. Securing the creature with ropes, Tuck and the other men in the group take Guanji back to town to be put on display in TJ's show. Because this happens at the turn of the century, so none of these dumbasses have ever seen King Kong to know that this is a bad idea. On the opening day of the show, the dwarfed gypsy sneaks in. Oh, yeah, there's a dwarfed? Yeah, he's a little person. He is a, right, but but the text here says dwarfed as if he was (laughs) turned into a dwarf. It was was part of the curse. (laughs) Yeah, as if something happened to him rather than him just being a dwarf. Anyway, yes, he he's a dwarf and he sneaks in and starts unlocking Guanji's cage in an effort to free him, only to be killed when Guanji breaks free. The crowd begins to flee as Guanji attacks. I have to say that in this movie, I feel like it's maybe one of our first, correct me if I'm wrong, but where the monster... <laughs> where a dinosaur kills a dwarf? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no, where a monster, like the costume, or I guess it's not a costume in this case, but the kaiju in question is good enough to eat shit and swallow shit and chew on people. It's not Uh, just like, you know, a picture of a uh guy in a mouth. Like, uh it's we're actually to the point now where now our kaijus can start, like, ripping people apart and, you know. Kong bit some people and spit them out. Yeah, but I think it's because he's in a suit and he can't swallow. Kong's not in a suit. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Kong's stop motion <laughs> by Willis O'Brien. He's not a suit. Oh. He's not a suit okay. until Kong. Okay, but he's a he's a puppet. His yes. the, the 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 thing that he is cannot physically swallow. Yes, there's there's no esophagus. There's no tube. Yeah, and the, and it's not, and it's in a time when it's not good enough to make it look yeah. like that. So what they do instead <laughs> is make it look like he spit someone and spit them out. Right. Yes. Um, but now we're uh... to the point where we can actually like make it look like we're actually doing shit now. I guess we've seen people get chomped, but I don't know if we've seen the monster swallow anybody before. Did he swallow the dwarf, or did he just? I don't well, know. I'm not sure. No, but like, but when he's eating like a pterodactyl or pterodon or whatever it is, okay. like uh-huh. he yeah. bends down, like rips a piece off of it. It's bloody. And then like, you know, it's like we actually are getting, it's uh-huh. not just like a picture on a picture or whatever, what other, whatever okay. other effects have been used. Right. Anyway, the, this cage is covered by a big cloth and there's a balloon attached to it. So the way they're going to unveil him is to let the balloon to, you know, it's held down with ropes and they're going to play out the rope and let the balloon raise the cloth from the cage. And when it goes up and there's a band playing music and everything, when it goes up, the dinosaur's got the dwarf in his mouth and everybody starts screaming and they try to lower the thing and then it starts kicking at the cage and they can tell he's going to break loose and everybody just starts to panic. We had a discussion before about our dinosaurs kaiju and this dinosaur certainly behaves like a kaiju in that 
he gets captured and dragged out of his home and then runs on a rampage through the streets of a city. So uh, this dinosaur, man, <laughs> Checks this out. dinosaur counts. Yeah. He's, he certainly counts as it. whether or not dinosaurs in general are Kaiju. This one certainly behaves like one. So we'll count him. That doesn't mean we're covering every single movie that has a dinosaur in it. So let's see. The crowd begins to flee as Guanji attacks and Tia's arena is trampled to death in the chaos. Bromley is crushed by a broken piece of the cage. Oh, I don't remember that. And Guanji attacks and kills a circus elephant yeah. before rampaging through the town, which also gives us a good Which is scale. cool that they put the... Yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. They, it's cool that they put the elephant in there because we can see exactly how big he is. Yeah. Tuck, accompanied by TJ and Lope. Oh, Lope, by the way, has a very nice suit now. So they've bought him. This, it's reminding me of the kid in um, Gorgo, who also does not have a father. The monster. Aww. Yeah, this is kind of a rip off of Gorgo. That kid doesn't have a father. That creature is also being displayed in a circus. And both of them have just sort of been adopted now by the people that found the creature and been given better clothes. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. They try to hide the crowd in a cathedral, but Guanji finds them and breaks in. Tuck urges the crowd out through the back exit, leaving Tuck inside with Guanji, TJ, and Lope. The coolest part is the coolest part is the organ when he falls back on the organ in the church. <laughs> yeah. That was so cool. Oh, I love it that. It just keeps playing though. <laughs> He falls on it and hits the keys and it <laughs> makes an organ noise. And then it just kind of keeps going. I guess he must have hit one of the bellows switches or something. So air just keeps flowing for quite some time after he gets off of the keys. <laughs> uh, this, though Guanji tries to eat them, he is distracted when the cathedral's organ is accidentally sounded off as Tuck falls backwards into the keyboard. Tuck then manages to wound the dinosaur with a flag and throws a torch on the floor near Guanji, setting the building on fire, setting the hundreds of years old cathedral that is the center of the town and the community on fire. Tuck and the others manage to escape, leaving Guanji trapped in the burning, collapsing building. Shrieking in agony, Guanji is finally crushed to death by the falling debris as Tuck, TJ, Lope, with tears in his eyes, and the townspeople oh. look on. Monster die, everybody cry. Everybody cry. <laughs> this was horrific. <laughs> Just one of the worst kaiju deaths we've seen, I think. Just getting burned alive. When he was just minding his own business in his own little valley. Just yep. doing his dinosaur thing. <sighs> Goddamn white people. Just fucking up everything. <sighs> Gypsies told you not to go in there. You wouldn't listen. You wouldn't yeah, if listen. A blind, if a blind gypsy tells you something is cursed, and she's like telling you that it's cursed, and she can't even fucking see it with her own eyeballs, you fucking believe that, bitch. These she gringos knows. come down here with their dog and pony show. And they burn down our cathedral, get <laughs> our best dude, Carlos, killed. Killed? After he saved everybody several <sighs> times. I'm not clear. So Carlos was, Carlos was part of the local 
tribe, but he's with the circus. Did he join the Wild West show when they arrived in town recently? Did he join them when they came through previously and traveled around with them? And now, you know, do they come through every year? I mean, maybe they do because Tuck knew they were going to be there. Seemed to know they were going to be there. So maybe it's part of their annual circuit. I don't know. I don't know. It's a movie full of assholes being assholes. It's all their own damn fault. It really is like a movie full of assholes being assholes. (laughs) I will agree there. I will say, though, in comparison, I want to say, like, the stop animation is really good in this movie. Everything's really fun to look at. The close-ups, like with the pterodactyl and Carlos, uh, breaking his neck it looks really good like the pterodactyl it doesn't look like a puppet or like um like a rubber anything it looks great Mm -hmm. and i think that there was a lot of really cool shit in this movie and in comparison to uh hollow mountain i thought Uh like because it's it's basically the same shit like it's basically the same story so it just feels like a way better version of that. Yeah. And because of that, I am grateful because that was one of my <laughs> least favorites ever in the history of ever. I think that's the only movie that I've given like one star to. It's bad, <laughs> but it did give us the Panchito. It All the Panchitos that came after owe a debt yeah. <laughs> to the original, to the OG Panchito. I was so happy to listen to it when I was listening to the interview that you did um <laughs> that the movie the kaiju movie that we get in january has a ponchito yeah. <laughs> yes i told him you'd be happy i know <laughs> i'm so excited i got di- distracted by the kaiju news i didn't mention some of the stats it was from in color 96 minutes from 1969 directed by jim o'connelly produced by charles h schneer and ray harryhausen so all these dinosaurs effects are under the direction of Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, baby. So that's, that's why they that's were so why great. They're good. Yep. That is why they're good. Because Ray is the man. Ray's the man. I don't have any sort of budget or box office on it. But Okay, so what do you think um as in terms of stars? What are you gonna give it? Uh I mean I'm to think I'm just gonna give it three. Nice. I'm going to give it four because Um, I liked it a lot. Okay. Okay. I also am a a fan of dinosaurs. I really like dinosaurs. So I kind of feel like, ooh, this is kind of another movie that I'll watch over again in my dinosaur circuit of movies. Who who doesn't? Who doesn't like dinosaurs? So I guess everybody does when they're kids. And then some of them. <laughs> There's a one of the streamers has a documentary about that. Uh, oh really? About uh, yeah, something like "I love you, you hate me." Oh. It's a documentary about Barney and a lot of the backlash against. Oh God, against is Barney it. corrupt? No, no, just how you oh, know there was okay. this cultural yeah. backlash against him. There was a lot oh. of people who weren't children and the target audience were like, Oh my God, this fucking dinosaur, you know, they just, they just hated him. I didn't like him. He was, he, he's satanic. He's what the kids. Let me, satanic? Here, let me, let me explain. Okay. No, I mean, I just came up with this idea at the time, just as a way to attack what was just an annoying thing, but oh, the okay. children 
the it starts off pretty much every episode. The children gather around this idol and then say an incantation and summon up their demon lord of Barney. Because the stuffed animal, it start, he starts off as an inanimate object, a stuffed animal that they circle around and say their incantation. And then they summon up this living being from the depths of hell. They then cavort with him for about a half an hour, at, <laughs> after which he extracts their, their pledge of loyalty to him. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family, which is what a cult tells you because yeah. they're not related they're, none of them are related they're not and they're certainly not related to barney but no we are your family now not oh your real my family God. this is and then so and then says won't you say sad. won't you say you love me too bow down and tell me you love me and then he goes this back is... to the pits of hell until until the next time well i just want to say that <laughs> as a person who grew up like with barney like as sure. it was happening i was like the right. intended audience Yep. Um, I loved Barney, and now listening to you describe that really explains <laughs> all of my kinks. <laughs> uh, uh, so I don't, I don't remember which <laughs> service this thing is on, but it might be Netflix, it might be Hulu. I don't remember, but it's out there. Well, it. damn it, I'm gonna have to watch it because because um, they're like I interviewing a, the guy that I'm... did the the guy who was Barney. I don't know if he was in the suit or if he was just the voice or if he was both, but they. You know, they show them <laughs> interviewing him. Oh, my God. Uh, this is all fantastic. Right, so, <laughs> let me find my list here. See what's up next. Folks, please follow us on all the socials. Send us a message. Send us a voicemail. Tell us what you thought of this movie. Tell us what you think of Barney, if my assessment of his satanic nature is accurate or not. Oh, my God. I still got shit I'm trying to give away on Twitter as as long as Twitter is exists and is burned to the ground. <laughs> so follow <laughs> us on Twitter if you're not already. Uh, once we get a certain number of followers, I will give away the videos, and we will eventually, if it's if we haven't given them away by then, we'll add the the space monster Blu-ray to that stack of videos. Next Yay! week is Gamera versus Jiger. So it's back to Japan and back to Gamera. Yay! Back to Amazon Prime where you can watch this movie. Thanks, Mexico. It was fun. <laughs> and as the sun sets in the west, we say goodbye <laughs> to the hidden valleys of Mexico. Uh, next couple of movies are Space Amoeba, which should also be on Amazon, and Gamera vs. Zegra. And then Godzilla versus Hedorah, which will be on HBO. That I won't get too far ahead, but that's uh, what we've got coming up. We're in the 70s now. Wow, we're in the 70s. Precious. We started in the 30s. That's pretty amazing. Yes. Yes. Starting with uh, Space. No, sp starting with next week, Gamera versus Jeeger. We will be in the 1970. Oh. So. This I'm so excited. Yeah, cool. All right, folks, that'll do it for Cowboys versus. There is actually a movie called Cowboys versus Dinosaurs from 2015. So maybe we'll <laughs> cover that when we finally get up to 2015. You can watch that now on Tubi or Pluto or Redbox or Voodoo. 
It's free on all of those things. Wow. Yeah, it stars Eric Roberts. I'm. It's probably probably an Asylum production. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Until next time, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Thanks, guys. Remember to remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.